Jesus of Nazareth is the promised Messiah, prophet, priest, and king. He was preceded in time by many prophets, priests, and kings in Israel, but he is the one. Faithful prophet Jeremiah looked forward to the coming of this Messiah, saying of him, the days are coming that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. But those days were still far off when Jeremiah was alive. After the reign of Josiah, there were no faithful kings in Israel. They were godless idolaters who turned the people away from the Lord. But how about the priests and the prophets? Surely the priests working in God's temple and the prophets studying the words of God would remain faithful to the Lord. But it was not so. If only it had been so. If the prophets and priests had remained faithful to the word of God, then maybe they would have been able to have a revival, a recovery. But that was not to be. So this is what God says through Jeremiah. Both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have found their wickedness. Well, what does it mean to be profane? As we read Jeremiah chapter 23, he gives us a good description of what it means to be profane. It simply means to think and speak and act as if there is no God. It's, as Jeremiah said, their course of life is evil and their might is not right. So people like this think that if they are in power, what they do and say is right. Whether God agrees with them or not is no concern of theirs. So Jeremiah says, I have seen a horrible thing in the prophets of Jerusalem. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They also strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns back from his wickedness. Deception, immorality, refusing to denounce sin, strengthening evildoers in their evil, denouncing them instead of rebuke, uh, defending them instead of rebuking them. Now, when Jeremiah and other prophets accuse the children of Israel of adultery, what they are often referring to is spiritual adultery. That is, that the people are not being faithful to their faithful husband, the Lord God. But when you think of the worship of Baal, that also involves physical adultery committing adultery with temple prostitutes as a way of worship. What can be more profane than that? Committing adultery for a religious cause. So God says, all of them are like Sodom to me, her inhabitants like Gomorrah. 
So to be profane is to ignore God altogether. That is to ignore the true God and his holy words. It's like saying to God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I feel is right. That old book of yours, what's written in that? That doesn't pertain to me. That's for other people long ago. Nobody believes that stuff anymore. What does God know about such things as science and technology and science, psychology, sex, gender, social studies? Oh, he doesn't know any of that stuff. We're up to, we're up to the present day. We're modern. Now, Jeremiah was facing people like that in his time. He struggled to hang on to the holy words of God. He cries out, my heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I'm like a drunken man, like a man whom wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words. So Jeremiah was a man of God. He knew the true God was the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who gave promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob about a coming Savior, the one who spoke from Mount Sinai the holy words of God. That's who God is. The word of God was in his heart and on his mind. So how could he? How could he be happy when he sees everybody falling away from this holy word of God? And he knows what God says, I will bring disaster on them the year of their punishment, says the Lord. Now as we read these things about what it means to be profane, to act as though there is no God, isn't that a pretty good description of what is going on in our own time, in our own country, maybe even in our own communities, in our own families, among our acquaintances. The world around us has become profane. People in general do not think about God. They don't have the words of God on their mind. The holy words of God, they don't regard them as holy if they even regard God as existing. And that's why you're here at this school, to learn what God says, to have God in your thoughts at all times, in your thinking, in your speaking, and in your actions. God, God, what he says has to be there in your minds. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Isn't that a clear word of God? Are we free to change that as we will? Find something else to teach? So God created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. Is that a holy word of God? Does that word stand? Or are we free to improve on it? And say, oh, well, male and female, well, there may be all kinds of other possibilities besides that. Fluid gender, you can go from one gender to the other and back again, whatever. Whatever you feel like. What does God have to say about that? 
Don't care about what God says. That is what it means to be profane. And what is worse, those who are supposed to be the religious leaders, the priests and prophets among us, they do not rebuke such profaneness as they should, but little by little begin to go along with it. Even in our own minds, same-sex marriage does not seem so bad anymore. Even though the Holy God in his Holy Word says that such is an abomination. So, I ask you to keep thinking of God and what he says. Read Jeremiah 23. These are God's holy words for us yet today. Keep God in your minds and in your hearts. Do not follow the profane priests and prophets of our day. With Jeremiah, keep God in your mind. Remember what he says. Treasure those promises of God. Treasure the fact that Jesus is your Messiah, your Savior, your Redeemer from all this sin. The only way you can escape it. And then with Jeremiah, look forward to the future also. For him, it was the days to come, the Messiah coming into the world. Well, that day is ours today. The day of the Messiah is here, but we look forward to something else. The day is coming when the, when the king will right all the wrongs, gather his believers to himself. By God's grace, may we all be among them. Amen. Martin Luther wrote a hymn. The melody we have in our hymnal is a little bit strange. I hope you can follow it. Hymn 260, stanzas 3 and 6. 260, stanzas 3 and 6. <laughs>